He says, praise the Lord. We are going to lift up our voice. I want to thank God for Britain. Thank God for London. Thank God for bringing you to this part of the world at this time. Thank God for the liberty we have, the peace we are enjoying in the United Kingdom. Lift up your voice. I'm going to thank God. There are some nations where the peace is cursed. You can go out any time of the day. In some nations, people cannot break night vigil at 3 or 2 because of fear of going home. You can move out any night and you can go anywhere that you desire. Don't take it for granted. It is the mercy of God. Thank God for everything that you know He has been to you. If it had not been God who had been for us, thank God for the privilege of education. Thank God for challenges that He had been given you. Thank God for this house, Christ's faith tabernacle, that the spirit of truth lives in this house. There are many who gather this morning intention to serve God, but they are under liars. But God has brought you to the place where the word of God is preached without dilution. Thank God for the true knowledge of God that you have. Thank God for not allowing you to shipwreck. Thank God for protecting your heart from rebelling against Him. Everything that the devil has thrown against you failed. Thank God for your trials, for your tribulations, for your, for your time of testing. Thank God for not allowing you to fall. It is the hand of heaven that have held you, upheld you. Our God and our King, we exalt and magnify thee. We praise you, Lord God Almighty. We worship you, O God. We worship you, O God. Blessed be your glorious name. Thank you, Jehovah. In Jesus' anointed name, we pray. I want you to pray with your hands. We're going to pray for governments. And tonight, you will pray for two major governments. We pray for the government of the United Kingdom. In the book of First Timothy chapter 2, it says, I urge you then, first of all, that request prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. For kings and all those in authority, that they may live peace, peaceful life, peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. God wants government to be godly. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved. So we're going to thank God for the government of Britain, pray for our Prime Minister, pray for the Parliament, pray for the House of Lords, this is the prayer we will pray. First, we thank God for them. Second, we now pray that God will take preeminence in the decisions that we take in our parliament, that God will not permit any intention of Satan to be passed. So that the, 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 the bill that is before the parliament right now, we end up to God's glory. Shall we just begin to pray for our parliament? We thank you, Lord, for the government in our country. We thank you for our prime minister. We thank you for the members of the House of Parliament and the House of Lords. Thank you for our judiciary. The Bible says, pray, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They that seek it shall prosper. Our God and our King. We pray, Lord, that you grant our Prime Minister the spirit of wisdom. And knowledge, O God, and sound mind. Grant him boldness. When he speaks, Holy Spirit, take control of his lips. Let us pray that God will shield him with his glory and power and guide him in the path of righteousness. Pray for the parliaments that the Lord God Almighty will take control of decisions they will be making in the parliament. That they will be filled by the Spirit at a time of decision. As God used Cyrus, God will use them. To deliver godly counsel 
that will guard this country in the path of righteousness. Pray and tell the Lord that the Holy Spirit will take preeminence in the council of house of lords. The Bible says they are God's ministers to so do us good. That they will never be able to take decisions that will harm us. All the decisions that they do will bless the church. Pray for yourself that in this new government in Britain, I will be successful. In this new government in Britain, I will be blessed. Father, we pray thee. We pray thee, O King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Before you sit down, a new breeze is over Africa since yesterday. God told us in this house, in January, specifically that in Nigeria, the man that will rule that country, appointed by God, is Muhammad Buhari. God said that because he sent his children, they disappointed him. And I told you, at the time, everybody believed that it can never happen. Really, last year, it had been forecasted by America many years. That by, by this year, Nigeria will break into pieces. And this has been known for 10, 15 years. And we continue to tell them that it will not happen. Because God revealed to me in this house, 1992, about the future of that nation, which radiated the whole of Africa and transformed the whole of Africa. The wealth that can build Africa is in Nigeria. Africa needs no, every man in Africa is not supposed to be poor. If Nigeria can take their position, they can wipe up over. Let me tell you something. In the in in 1972, 73, no 71, 72, the head of state of Nigeria at the time, Jerry Yakugu, who all of you would know, of course, has been a in a miss and a partner of this church. He had a plan that from 1973, 15 years, Nigeria it will transform Nigeria to first world country. One of the plans was to build a road from Tunisia through the coastline of Nigeria to South Africa, expressway, eight lanes, and build eight lanes from Lagos through the heart of the north into Cairo. He had all the plans of all this, um, you know, uh, generating, there is a, a potential elixir that can give all Africa light. Okay, Satan frustrated it. But you see, this time around, God had taken up his stand. A council, the council of heaven had decided that black people would not just be miserable. So he had appointed a Cyrus over the nation. Okay? I vow to God that I will pray for him every day. So I prayed for him yesterday. I'm praying for him today. And if you look at the, the what has happened in the past uh, two weeks before he came in. He came to England, and many of you did not know. And he, he came to England by third class. He did not, economy. He did not come in, a, in a first class. He came in economy. Well, while he was going, I think the airline refused him to go to sit down there. They upgraded him. But he, he decided to travel with his family on the, in the economy. Now, those things are strange occurrence or strange things for an African president. So he's trying to change the mentality of the whole of Africa. Now we're going to pray for that man. Two things God told me and I told you that in the new government of Britain, CFT will prosper. The Lord told me that I told you, remember? And God said to me that in the government of Nigeria that is coming, CFT will prosper. And I told you, every one of you, either you are Nigerian by birth or you are not Nigerian by you better go there. And grab what God has prepared. This is the time for you, the faithful, to take over the wealth of the world. And I will stand with you to inform you about every privilege that is available in that nation and also how you can access it. Everybody, it doesn't matter where you are born. I'm a Sierra but I will take over from Nigeria. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm a British Sierra 
But when it comes to blessing, wherever blessing is, I'm a citizen of that country. Hallelujah. One of the things that the president of Nigeria said is that he does not want to hear anymore when people feel formed. They ask him your state of origin. A Nigerian is a Nigerian. It doesn't matter what state you come from. They must never mention it in any form. And I think that is like you and I. They must never mention the country we come from. For the earth is the Lord's. <laughs> Anywhere the soul of a fish are tread. I want to lift Nigeria up. Two things you do. Or three things. Thank God for fulfilling his mandate over the nation. By placing a man. After his heart over the nation. Secondly. You will pray that God will grant him. As he granted Cyrus. The covenant God said to me is that the covenant of Cyrus is what he has for him. The covenant of Cyrus, I will tell you where we finish now. But then you want to pray that God will fulfill the covenant of Cyrus. The third thing is that everyone that could oppose him, God should smite them and take them out of the position of power. So that no mortal man will be able to frustrate this man's move. Four years, like Africa will be a different continent. I guarantee you. Four years. And if you look at now, the Western world are now begging to work with an African president. It's not so. We beg to, to work with them. Now, America immediately opened their mouth and said, we are sending men to Nigeria now. All those things is bribery, but good bribery. Not bribery and corruption, it's bribery and righteousness. That whenever you see God move, everybody wants to associate with it. So, but we're going to pray for him that God will fill him with the spirit of counsel he will be godly throughout all his decisions. As he has started, he will never change. Then God will destroy every opposition. All those people corrupt good minds, corrupt manners. God will silence them completely forever. In that nation, they will not raise their brows. Shall we just pray for the nation? We thank you for the new government of Nigeria. And we pray, Lord, for the man you have put there. That the covenant of Cyrus be fulfilled over him. Lord, we pray that you will silence the lions, terrify them, O God, and cut off their tentacles, that nobody will be able to stand against him. As he moves in godliness, no one will hinder him. Father, frustrate all the intentions of Satan over that man. Grant him success as you did to Cyrus. And let Christ with tabernacle prosper in this season. Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we are pray with thanksgiving. Now, welcome someone in the name of the Lord beside you. Hallelujah forever. Let's take our seats for a few minutes. This morning is the last Sunday. You know, something came to my spirit when I was coming this morning. From the month of july we will start in this first service we'll be we'll be we'll be observing our thanksgiving here too you know the issue that we put thanksgiving for seven service no more from july every 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 church we have their thanksgiving and there are some other things i'm thinking about and i will tell you later about you because this is the <laughs> general <laughs> Headquarters, isn't it? Your head will not become leg. So you will do everything that came out of you. You will not transfer to others. You will do it yourself. I will together now. Get uh, what does one say um, um, with a high praise of God in our mouth, right? Da, 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 da. What is it again? The Lord has given. The land of guilty will press on and make them mine. Now, let me say this to you. In a few days' time, I will be glorified. And then, you and I will reach heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah forevermore. So, from next, next month, July, get ready. Thanksgiving, I will pray for those of you who are born in this month. What we do in Thanksgiving is that, Everybody born in that month, people do a wedding anniversary that month, or you know, you made a vow to go and pay everything. You come over and I pray for you. So today I will pray for you. All right? And then you prepare yourself for it from next month. We will not be 
coming to the third service for Thanksgiving. Third service is not Thanksgiving service. Every service is Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hallelujah. So today, I just want to give you a hint about next month. You know, God told us that next month is the month of... Come on, come on, talk to me. How many of you do not have your calendar? If you don't have calendar, raise your hand. If you don't have calendar. Once you close right now, go to the back there. Sister Aguirre, please, look at that, sister. Stand up. Go and collect calendar from her. Okay? And pay her the money for it. We are in agreement, aren't we? You know, in our calendar, we have the program of the month. Do you pray for me at all? If you do, you must be somebody who has calendar because your prayer for me starts from calendar. The calendar of next month tells you all where I will go. Like yesterday, I was in a meeting in a, in a Bible school, which I do annually. And the calendar tells you the plans of the church, what I'll be doing, what the church will be doing, programs and stuff. Then it has prayer points. It has the focus of the church for the month so that you can pray. And I put scriptures there to pray for your family, pray first. And before you enter, once you are winding out the first, first month, going into the new month, you need to be doing that. Because that will help you before you enter the month. And you know, God told me that a lot of Christians always fight um, a defensive battle. This is the reason why they suffer a lot of casualties. Christians don't go ahead of the devil. When there is problem, they start fasting and praying. And God told me to help in those church and help you understand the reason for defeat is because of that. But God wants us and is set up in this house how you can be a militant, but very, very calmly and silently, where you have gone ahead of the devil every time. So by the time the devil is planning, you have gone too much far. Anything it does can have effect on you. And this is the reason for all what we set, program we set for you to do in this church. As the devil can't catch me, he can't catch you. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> you <didn't see> him. <laughs> I love that. Eh? Some people they are afraid of devil 24-7. Not in this house. Devil is afraid of us. But you have to do the things that I tell you. You know, life is successful if a man can approach it systematically. Life is ridiculous if a man can be unorganized. Because towards the end of, towards the tail of trying to, to achieve things, that's the time you start to try to, you know, put in your energy. The fact is that you will narrowly pass or fail. But if you take your life systematized and you do things every day that ought to be done, each day you do little. But then at the end of the day, it will be cumulative. So when it comes to the time of testing and success, you glide. Because you have been conversant according to the scripture, Joshua 1.8. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. And it says that you must be careful. You must meditate upon it what? Day and night. Day and night, not just at the end of the month. Hmm? And be careful to do everything that is written therein. So it is a matter of day and night with God. But then by the end of the month, it's been cumulative power. That's how your, the, the devil cannot stop you. Your destiny cannot be challenged by man or by anything. And you cannot be frustrated in any form. I will together now. Every day you must walk. And you must walk the walk of the day for the day of the walk. Don't postpone your today for tomorrow. Hmm. It's a good recipe of laziness. Hallelujah. Am I talking? I've been discussing with you about the glory. And um, it is my heart just to take you through what I promised you last week. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about the glory. Five minutes just introducing that. When we discovered from the understanding of the glory that no one can achieve anything great without God's glory. All right? And we know that we have looked into lives of people like you and I who lived on this planet Earth at a time as it's going to be that in a short time we will become a history if the Lord tarries. And many generations will come who did not know of, of us at all. 
they can only reflect about us from what is written about us, which is our arts and our doing, our achievements, our failures and stuff like that. But therefore, the Bible is a, a composition of men like you. And we have seen how God took men from nothing to greatness. And when we began to look at the, the dividing line in the lives of these men, we found out that the distinction of their life is the glory of God. So, we looked into the life of Abraham, who was called from, uh, you, know, the, uh, the, 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 you know, the land of all, whose father was a moon worshiper. And he became the father of the nation of Israel and the father of all Christians. And we have seen people who came out from, from him, like uh, Joseph, how Joseph, you know, was sold as a slave, and his own blood brothers plotted his death. And haven't they sold him as a slave and announced his death? It is, it, it, it is strange that his misery became the tool God used to fulfill his destiny. And he became a king. In a strange land. The same land he entered as a slave. He became a ruler. Okay. Now he was an illegal immigrant. In that place. And the only permission granted him. Was to be a slave forever. And we knew about him. How Satan plotted. How he ended up in prison. And somebody who is in prison. How could you know. How, how could he become the ruler of the same country. Number one, you have a criminal record, you are worth nothing. The same thing it was then, it is now. But God showed that it does not matter what you go through. If you can be faithful, you will retain in the glory. The glory will take you to destiny. Do you know something when I look at Joseph's life? One of the things that baffles me is that this man went into slavery as a young man. As a teenager. Cut off from his family. Cut off from everybody. But if you look at the end of him, he learns the education of Egypt. He mastered their education. Where did he read? Was it in prison? I can understand. He was a committed, studious person. Because I think one of the things that the glory of God does to a man, he gives you right thinking. If you are a person who doesn't work in glory, you'll always be frustrated. You know, like somebody in England saying he's frustrated. I don't know what you can be frustrated about in England. I can't understand it. Especially those of you who are born and bred here. Those of us who came here with what portmanteau, we, we are not frustrated. What is it? What are you laughing for? Ah. Uh, so you who were born here, bred here, and you are grown up here, you have nothing to be frustrated. You have education free. You have opportunity to do anything you want to do. You have opportunity to become the prime minister. It doesn't care whether your color is green or yellow. You have opportunity to rule and become judges in the land. You have opportunity to rule as chartered accountants and chartered architects and chartered uh, engineers. All opportunities are built to you. Education is just free. But if you are outside the glory, you will be frustrated in the midst of all these things. Whereas somebody who came in as a foreigner, suddenly before you know it, he becomes an MP. Because he's under the unction of the glory. And so we looked at people like them, and where we looked at people like David. And I told you about David, I think last Sunday. How David came to his brothers and they saw nonsense happening. He said, let me take care of this useless man. And he went and took five stones. And the first stone he took put an end to the enemy. And I told you about David last week, how David as a teenager was a God-fearing man. Served God with all his heart. And how David as a teenager had encountered the glory. And he knew that the glory makes the difference. Because he said, when a lion came to the pen, I tore him. A bear came, I broke his neck. Now, he understood that he didn't do those things by his physical power. And he said, who is this Philistine defiling the God of Israel. And you'd understand that the motive behind his action is God. Somebody defied God? No, he finished. I would rather die than to see somebody mess up with my God. Such attitude is an attitude that brings a man under the glory. And we have read about Daniel, who came in as a teenager as well. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into Babylon. 
and how they, you know, sometimes when we read these scriptures, many of us don't put ourselves in their shoes. We always think that they are just stories. They are not stories. Your, you, your story will be told in a short time. Yeah, because in a short time we will all vanish from this globe. If Jesus tarries, you know, this is, this is, um, this is, uh, I don't know, uh, 2015. Add 50 years to it, it will be 2075. Is that correct? Uh, 65. That correct? Okay. Those of you who are 20 now, you'll be how old? Eh? 65 plus your 20, you will be 85. 85. So at 85, what will we be singing? First of all, if you are not, if you are still alive, you'll be looking for death and be waiting for death daily. If God spares your life. Okay? Those of you who are just 20 now. So therefore, in a short time, you'll become a history. But the fact is this. Now that you are living, what have you registered to be recorded about? If you die, can you remember for anything? Or when you die, what exactly, what impact have you made in your generation to humanity, to the church, that people can remember you for? That they are for. That is the reason for the glory. You cannot do anything without the glory. You know, one of my joy for this house is that this is not a house we just bring people in to be expecting miracles. Because you are yourself, you are a miracle. It's a place I want to perform miracles, not just coming in expecting miracles. For who? If you are expecting miracles from me, I'm also expecting miracles from you. Hallelujah, somebody. You know, the thing that provoke my spirit, I can't go to the parliament because of my, my clergy work. Why can't you go there? That is your own miracle. If I command the name of Jesus, see miracle happen. Your own miracle is that go and rule them there. Become a member of parliament. Become a counselor. Take over the council. So that if we want to do planning permission, we will decide it in the church. Yeah, yeah, we agree in the church and that's the end of it. That's how government is ruled. I want my members to invade the council, invade everywhere. So that you take authority in your career, go to the highest you can in your career. Don't be lazy at all. Now, yesterday I was talking to the Bible graduates, Bible school graduates. I told them one of the things the Lord told me. One of the reasons why God can, in the church of God today, many Christians are not operating in the gift of the Spirit, is because for God to embellish you with the gift, there are criteria to be fulfilled. All right? And if if the church, if a Christian does not fulfill it, God doesn't waste his assets. It's like if God has ordained that you're going to become the, the next chairman of J.P. Morgan. Okay? And this time you go to school as a young man, you are playing games all over the whole place. Others are going to school, you, are, you think that they are stupid. Instead of going to school, you are hanging out with uh, some girls and, or boys around and who have no future. Boys who want to become a, a dustbin carrier at the end of their life. Uh, you know, you push around with them. And you know, Others started going to school and they were reading and studying and stuff like that. You know what happened? When you get to the age, maybe the age of 45 is when God wants you to be the chairman of J.P. Morgan. You may become the gate man there. Ah, he will make you the gate man. Because at the time that he expected you to do your part so that he will be able to lavish his glory on you, you wasted it. You wasted it. Because God cannot make a man who is uneducated the chairman of J.P. Morgan. You will just die of hypertension. The, yes, because of what J.P. Morgan is, is a big institution. People who rule that institution, their head is, is heavy. They have accumulated knowledge from their growing age. So that if they make you a director of J.P. Morgan, or they make you a chairman of J.P. Morgan, you understand what you're talking about. You understand the language of economics. You are not a morose. Or maroon, they call it. All right? And so, same thing with the spirit. If you do not pay the price for the spirit, the glory will never come. You can only have inducted glory. Glory by induction. That is, sometimes God moves in his power, you are under the cloud and something happens to you. That's all. You leave, you go dry. But if you want to be a man who carries the glory of the presence of God, I will give you five things you must do. Simple, cheap, but yet people ignore them. 
Come on. Before we go into that, then I will stop. From tomorrow, we will go detail into those things. Okay? But I tell you this. The way you lay your bed. I met one of my sons yesterday in the Bible school, uh, Dr. Molly. When I went to Buckingham to study law, he was one year ahead. I met him there. He was one year ahead of me. So when we got, to, when I got to the school, hey, Apostle, you came here. I said, you two came here. He said, but daddy, I mean, people like you, what are you looking for? I said, what you two are looking for? Because you are younger than me, very well younger than me, does not mean that I shouldn't achieve good things. All day doesn't mean there's communication from good things. So I told him that what drove you here is what drove me here. And I said that we are both begun. For law, somebody will have to die. And it is law that will die where we live. And he said to me, Ah, Apostle, I was thinking of quitting. But see you today. What story will I tell my wife? And she he got to the told the wife that did you see Apostle in this school? I said, Apostle, no, 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 what's he looking for? The same thing they asked, what's he looking for? Now we push it and push it and push it and push it. He graduated last year. We met today, and he was telling me that after he left the school, he just received a letter from the Ministry of Justice. And the Ministry of Justice said he should fill the form. He filled the form. And after filling the form, he was appointed a magistrate. Okay? His result hasn't come out. He has PhD, too, before coming to study law. I have another friend studying law. He's a pharmacist. He's a PhD in pharmacy. He has his own pharmacies all over UK. We're in the same class. Him too. But he had become a magistrate. And he said to me that when he thought of himself that, look, if you don't integrate yourself into this system, as little God can do with you. There are some prayers God will never answer. You, you don't think God answers all prayers. He doesn't do. God is not a magician. He answers prayers. Okay? Any prayer that is not, is not based on man's performance, it does. But there are some prayers you pray that it demands your cooperation with God. If you do not cooperate with God, that prayer cannot be answered. Maybe we can say that God has answered it, but it cannot happen. Because you are the deterrent. He told me that last year too, he just thought to himself that, look, we have to get into this system before we can be recognized. So he went and applied as an independent candidate in, uh, um, in uh, Buckingham to be a counselor. And he won. So he said, Apostle, I'm now a counselor. Within last year, I finished my law. And I'm now a magistrate. He said he was posted to Old Bailey. I said, give me your hand. Hi-fi. It's not a Wi-Fi you call it. Give me your Wi-Fi. I mean, obviously, Wi-Fi. Yeah. What is it? What's the difference? <laughs> what is it? What is the difference? Is it not Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is high. Hi-Fi is high. You know, dear, what I'm saying to you, that's price to pay for any success. And the price to pay is easy if you can be systematic. But it is hard if you just think that you can wake up one day and you rule the nation. I've met many people who said to me that, God, I, Apostle, I had a dream. I was doing crusade. The whole nation was shaking. I look at them. When they call for evangelism, you are not there. Somebody who in your church, they do evangelism, you didn't go. How will God trust you to, to give you power? I mean, you are not useful. How can God do that? God don't waste his resources. No matter how much you fast with empty belly, will not, God will not make you anything by your fasting. Your fasting can be tantamount to hunger strike. But if you want God to use you, you know God gave you vision, evangelism. How do you prove it? You start going out with them. You get involved with intercessors. And that's how you will prove that God has really shown you a vision. 
and that you are really for the vision. In praying with the intercessors one day, a sick person will come and they will say that you'll you be, be outstanding. I say lay hands on them, you move and lay hands, the person is healed. Then the people of intercessors know that you have an option. You go out with them for evangelism. When someone is arguing, when you get there, he just accepts Jesus Christ with tears. Then they know you are an evangelist. And that is what can build up to the place where I go and now say that, okay, yeah, he has out. Hmm? Let me tell you one more thing before we just play this stuff. Yesterday I was telling those in the Bible school who came, who graduates, who just graduated that, look, one day I asked the Lord, what is the way up? And he told me the way down. Hmm? He who ascended high first descended to the lowest region, Bible says. And I asked the Lord that, you know, the grace you have given to me, how did I come about it? He said to me, by service. And I played the tape of my life from when I was a young man, young boy, really, from the age of nine. And I discovered that what I, what I had done practically is, he reminded me, when there's a pastor, I go and serve under him. I will serve pastors so much. I love those who serve, who are ministers of God. I will serve them with all my heart. And then an evangelist is I will go and serve him. To the place of going to their home, washing their clothes and making sure they are comfortable. Going around there, I want to know what kind of life did they live outside the church. And I began to copy. Prophet was raised. I was serving so closely with prophet. I had the same thing with apostles. I served under men who have nothing to say but about angels, about heaven. They have nothing to talk about. And I didn't know, and the Lord let me know it, that as I was serving under them and getting close to them, I was rubbing unction by induction. So that my frame of mind, by the time I got to teenage, my frame of mind had changed completely about life. And that frame of mind was coded by association with people who just have God all their life. My prayer life, if I fast, my fasting life, my Bible life, everything. My real life. And this guarded my steps. So that by the time that the Lord now said that you are fully groomed, let me use you. Everything is available inside me for God to pour. So I told them, people don't know what I am really. Whether I'm an apostle or a prophet or a teacher or a pastor or an evangelist. Because I've written all this stuff. People don't know whether what is my gift. I pray not my gift. But it came by service. I remember the days that I would, my mother would take me every Saturday morning to come and clean the church. The pulpit is what I always clean with reverence. Never climb it. As a young boy, that's what he trained me to be. I also had assignments and homework. But yes, my first homework is church. Oh, yes. And I don't think I'm one of the dog brains I had, I suppose. And that's how I grew. So that when I grew to my reasoning age, I didn't love anything than the church. No social life, nothing but church. So I have little regrets, you know, as a man now. How you lay your bed is how you sleep. And so I want to say this to you, beloved. As for the desire of God, is God's desire to give you the glory, to operate the glory in you. I told you at the beginning of this lecture in the book of John 17, 22, Jesus said something very straightforward. He said, I have given them the glory that, I, that you gave me, that they may also be one. So Jesus has given you the glory already. And we know also that from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 16, that one of the reasons why people don't reflect the glory is because of where we turn into. He says, but whenever anyone turns, 2 Corinthians 3, 16, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So we recognize that any aspect of your life, where you turn to, determine whether you are veiled or not. And is that not correct? Come on now, general headquarters. Huh? <laughs> Anywhere you turn to, whatever you turn into determines whether you are blind or you have sight. As I'm looking at you now, there is, there is no, no, um, uh, no uh, 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 distance to my view. But if I look at this, this place, 
after I seen this two people, the next thing I see is war. Isn't it? If I bypass them and I stand here, how many things can I see? If I stand here for 20 years, what happened? I will see war for 20 years. Hallelujah, somebody. And all these people are here for 20 years. I wouldn't know one of them. Because I'm always looking at the war. So wherever you turn to, it means what you see. And so that scripture says, whenever anyone turns to Jesus. So when I taught you how you must turn to Jesus in everything. Everything. Those of you who are younger, don't regret to Leave regret for us who are old. Yes, because we didn't have the privilege you have. So if we regret anything, you know, you can't laugh because we didn't have the privilege. But you who are young here listening to me must not live a life to regret. Turn to Jesus in everything that you do. Let me see. Let me close this one, Joe. Let me tell you this. Every aspect of your life, let Jesus determine. Beginning from decision to the career you will follow. To the decision to who you will marry. I was talking to Apostle Tom yesterday. He told me that he started a prayer something in, in Nigeria. A woman was there who had lived with a man for so many years. The woman by herself, after coming for a few months, decided to pack her daughter and get out of that relationship. Are you together now? Before you make a choice of life partner, husband or wife is life partner. See, yourself. Nobody should see a vision for you. I beg you, listen to me. Oh, somebody saw the vision that uh, you are my husband. Uh, some, another person saw a vision, you are my wife. And then we have three people seeing vision. They who saw the vision should go and marry the person. You don't understand me? The person who saw the vision should go and marry that person. Because if you can see vision for somebody else, that, that is the person's wife. Why don't you make his good man now? Marry him. Don't be, don't be made a fool. Someone said he had a vision. If you had a vision and you didn't have that vision, then no vision at all. Everybody can have vision for himself, not for another person. When it comes to life partner, God will not bypass me to go and tell you who I will marry. If he hasn't told me, then he hasn't spoken. We may be in relationship for years. Now that you hear me, that relationship you decided is just because you feel some tingling in your body and bones and then you said you want to go into relationship. That does not make that person your life partner. Life partner, life partner, life partner, you die there. Are you with me now? Kisses go sour. Are you with me now? Love become oven. Yes. Because sometimes when you are young, you don't know what love is. You have infatuation, which is the most um, uh, similar or the most or nearest uh, to uh, love. But when you grow older, you really recognize that, no, this is not the way I want to go. But if you stuck your head into it, you are dead. Turn to the Lord in every decision you make. Those of you who are, you know, uh, you, your, your mates are getting married and you haven't got married, don't be in haste. Don't worry. On this Ibadan, I went to preach. A woman, you know, there is one play they do in Nigeria. African, African, uh, you know, what do they call it, Papa? In Hollywood. It's in Hollywood, but they call it African something. All these African artists. They come together and they are behaving like uh, Hollywood. Now, this is what happened. There is a woman there who was, who was an actress in Agbarala. Agbarala. Mount Zion. And that woman was the one who, had, who acted one of the plays they call Mama Matanga or something like that. I am Matanga. <laughs> you are real headquarters. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> now, let me tell you something about the woman. I have seen her on the television before. Fantastic actress. I never knew she didn't have a husband. 
Okay? Last year, she turned 15. No husband. And one stinkingly rich man. Extremely wealthy. The man who all his children were trained in America, Harvard, and the rest of them. He has houses in England, in America, in Dubai. Born against Redfield Christian. All right? Strict Christian. He's a businessman who may claim money. He started his business in England. That man visited somebody. And they were talking. And the person said, Ah, life is strange. You know the woman who was Matangal? <laughs> you know, that sister hasn't got, she hasn't married. Never has she slept with a man. And she is 50. Huh? The rich man said, Are you sure? She said, you know, something has been telling me that that is my wife. Can you look for her and get her telephone? I said, yes, I will. Call the sister and other words, whatever. In one word, they got her telephone. And then the man phoned her and said, please, can I come and see you, ma'am? She said, why not? And when he came, the man said, God told me you are my wife. Listen to me. You know, how do you think she felt? She went through her spine, went through her veins, that am I dreaming or am I awake? And the man said, I would like to come and meet your family. Ah, so quick like that. I am attending her wedding next month here in London. I'm attending that wedding. That woman is a, is a junior sister to Mrs. Arnosiola. Dr. Arnosiola's wife. That's the junior sister. When I finished ministering, I said, I want to say, they, she, she came to me, I said, my mama tanga. For a woman to be age of 50 and a virgin, she did not get herself into hypertension. She continued to serve God and wait on God. Now let me tell you, that man paid for her and her friend to go to Dubai and do shopping for their wedding. They have house in Dubai. Are we together? That man asked her, where do you want to wed? She said, I don't know anywhere. The man said, okay, we will do our wedding in England. Okay? She said, the man told her that Money is not a problem for me. I'm looking for someone to spend it. <laughs> Anything you want, just name it. But you know, she's a seasoned believer. Delay is not denial. They that wait upon the Lord. Whenever a man turns to the Lord, veil is removed. Write this down. God will not forsake you. I can guarantee you. But you don't turn away from him. Number one that you need to do, and we'll look at that from tomorrow. Your mindset has to be returned. Romans 8, 5 to 9. Number two, your prayer life had to be in tune. And we look at Exodus 33 and Matthew 24, 22 from 22. My said, I gave you Romans 8, 5 to 9. Your prayer life must be in tune. Exodus 33 from verse 7 and Matthew 24 from verse 22. Humility. And we'll look at what humility is. Numbers 12, 3. Proverbs 22, 4. Number 4. You must have compassion for humanity. For people. Anybody who keeps malice 
who has some forgiveness, you will never smell it. People who cannot recognize that not all of us are excellent. In the church, do you come to church to find angels? No. There are devils in the church. Hallelujah. I didn't hear you. Amen. <laughs> in the church are goats. They poo all over the place. In the church are sheep. In the church are wolves. And lions that we are forcing to eat grass. And you must love all of them. Hello. You must love all of them. If in your church, the, a woman there confesses a witch, you must love her more than everybody. And he told you how many people he has eaten up. You must love her more than those who have not eaten man at all. <laughs> you know, that is what happened in some places. Yeah. Nobody will stand and say, I'm the seventh wife of, of Lucifer. You must love him because he married Lucifer. If he's in the church. I would get it now. If you don't, you cannot pray the glory. Number five. Who is the last one? That is four. Mindset. Your prayer life. Humility. Number four is compassion for humanity. If I say when Jesus saw the crowd, he has compassion on them. And among the crowd are witches and wizards, satanists, you know, uh, feminists, uh, um, homosexuals, and you know, all manners of people. But Jesus had compassion on them. And number five, you must have constant fellowship with God. Compassion, John 3.16. Compassion for humanity. Then Matthew 14, 14. We'll be looking at that now. And the last one is constant fellowship with God. John 5, 19 to 20. Keep this in your heart and begin to research into them before we meet tomorrow. Now, tomorrow is the first of June. And first, second, third, we have victory night but we hold it in the cathedral make sure you don't miss it make sure you don't miss it you know my joy is to see all of you successful i mean very successful that is my joy but success comes also by hearing and depends on the things that you set your heart to hear because that will affect your function which will determine whether you're successful or not so Tomorrow night, we'll explore into this. Tomorrow night, Tuesday and Wednesday in the cathedral. But before we stop, I want to also say to you that the meeting of tomorrow starts at 8 p.m. It's always our shortest meeting, really, I think. 8 p.m., two hours. Leave for that meeting. Then 7 p.m., Every first, I see all ordained leaders. And I want to see all ordained leaders tomorrow at 7. Because we have a race for July. And the Lord had told me in the overcomers that I have announced this. Tomorrow we will start to talk about it. Then on the 2nd, I will be seeing all workers by 7. So that we can prepare ourselves for the month of July. And then on Wednesday, it will be a miracle night. Tuesday, which is second, anyone that is looking for the fruit of the womb, tell them to come. Wherever they may be, whatever doctors have said. Monday is going to be an impartation night. We are getting more into the fulfillment of end time prophecies in the world today. And those who worship Jesus need to be empowered. So that you will not be a victim. Make sure you don't miss it. Let's stand up together. In this session we are going to pray. You are going to pray for the person beside you. We are going to pray for one another. The Bible says whenever a man turns to the Lord. Veils are removed. 
So you will pray for one another. Father, we turn to you today. Enable our heart to seek you in every aspect of life and remove every veil. If anyone is veiled in this house, remove the veil. You remember the three things I told you as the rules of life? Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive God. Don't deceive others. Never forget it. They are veils. Veil of deception, veil of poverty, veil of frustration, veil of confusion. We're going to continue to begin to pray. Father, take it out from among us. Lift up your voice and let's pray together. Father, we pray for one another. Veil come from the devil. Illumination come from the Father of light. Our God and our King, we pray thee. Take away every veil. Take away every veil. Open our understanding, Lord. Lord, remove every veil. The veil of unbelief. Take it out. Father, we pray. The veil of ignorance. Take it out. The veil of deception. Destroy. Our God and our King, we pray thee. Help us to turn to Jesus in everything that we do. Tell the Lord, Father, we pray thee. Father, we pray thee. Jehovah, take away every veil. The veil of confusion, take it away, O God. Father, the veil of faithlessness, take them away. We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I want to pray from these scriptures. You can leave the person now. I want to pray two more prayers before I go. The book of Isaiah 54. Okay. We talks about the glory of Zion. It says in verse 4. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widow. We're going to pray for people who have condition that is facing them that, that looks as if they will put a shame. We're going to pray that God should intervene in this week. In every circumstance that face every member of this house, that God will turn shame to glory. Lift up your voice and let's pray together. A God and King will pray for everyone. The Bible says... Do not be dismayed. We will not suffer shame. People who are having a fear in their heart because they are being confronted by circumstances that is humongous to them. Things that is intimidating to them. Intervene, O oh God. Intervene, O oh God. Turn their shame to glory. Turn their shame to glory. Let us ask God, people who have been haunted by their past, Father, redeem them for this hour. That every bad past will not have influence on their future. Cut away their past, O oh God. Let us pray that God will enable them to enter into the new thing that God is doing for them. It says, for your maker is your God. Is your husband, the Lord Almighty is his name, the Holy One of Israel.
Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Verse 10 says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet your unfailing love, my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. We're going to pray that every mountain before everyone, circumstances that are unsurmountable, God will give solutions. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. This is going to the half of the year. Father, we pray, every obstacle that the enemy has set before us, turn them, O God, to the ladder of promotion. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every hindrance that hell prepared for us, deliver us from them. Father, turn them around for us. Pray that God will clear your pathway as you enter the month of July. Pray that favor from heaven will come upon you. Grace of God will alight over you. The glory of heaven will surround you. As you go to the month of June, that the mighty hand of God will come upon you. Whenever you read in the Bible, and the hand of God came upon me, it is manifestations. Father, I pray thee, Lord, we pray. Tell the Lord, show forth your mighty power over my life as I enter the new month in few hours, the month of June, the month of signs and wonders. Tell God, let the hand of God come upon me. 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 Mandorobo Shakabaliri did Help me, O oh God. Father, I pray thee. Tell God, do amazing thing in my life as I enter June. According to your covenant with Christ with Tabernacle. He said the Lord will do amazing thing in your, among you. Exodus 34 verse 10. Manifestation that had never been done before. He says all the people you live among will see. Tell God, pass through my house as I enter June. Visit me at the beginning of June. Lord, stretch your mighty hand over my life. Do amazing things that will be visible. The people I live among shall see how awesome. Father, I pray thee. Jehovah, we exalt you. Let my life be a sign and a wonder. A testimony to the nation. Matale redendo sabaranda sai. Gelasco malegrebo shikabando. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. That your name be exalted. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying with thanksgiving. Stretch your hands before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, none of us here depend upon man for your glory or for our future. But yet, you use men for men so that men will come to the place you have prepared. God and King, I pray for everyone. Connect every member of this house of God with people that matter to destiny. Relationship that we might have been involved in that may give us sorrow in the future. Father, cut it away from us. As much as we want to please you and do your will, we are surrounded by people whose heart and mind have been debased by Satan. Even some may call themselves Christians. But they speak the things of the world and the things of flesh and the things of Satan and used by the enemy to sow seed 
in the heart of those who are faithful just to hinder us, deliver us from them. Help us, O God, not to contravene you with our lips. Whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, let it be manufactured in our intellect. Let our body serve you. Let our spirit worship you. Let our mind fear you. Father, you promised us from the book of Exodus 34.10 that in the month of June you will do signs. You will do wonders in the midst of safety. Never done before in any nation. Father, do the wonders. Lord, do the wonders. We are entering June in a few hours. Father, strengthen us. Let us enter June in your power. Let us enter June in your glory. Let us enter June in your mercy. My God and my King, so that everything you have written concerning us be fulfilled. Together with all our offspring, we will serve you. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? I want to pray for people who, who the month of May is their significant month. Just come to the altar. If you were born in May, you waited in May, and you know all the Thanksgiving issues, you are May people. God did some, some things for you. You want to come and thank God for it. But next month, we will let you know so that you prepare to, to dance forward and sing. But now I just bless you.